This call is being recorded. All right, count down from five here in five, four, three, two. Hello and welcome to Edward and Jordan's Wrestling Podcast Show. Don't worry, everybody. That's not the official title for the show. We are releasing this to all of you fans because on Twitter we said that there's a new show on the horizon and you got two out of the three movie guys here. I am Jordan along here with Ed. How you doing tonight, buddy? I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm getting busted open, brother. Let's go. Let's see, I thought you were going to say ready to rumble. Oh, I, well, that, isn't that a, that's a boxing thing, though. Well, I mean, there was also a move. Who doesn't matter? But uh, so for since, since, since you were listening to this episode, this is a show that Ed and I have been talking about for a long time. Uh, Ed and I are, at the time, closet WWE fans. But now that it's cool again, we're just going to come out the closet. <laughs> Wrestling's always been cool, man. Like, let's be serious. Ah, wrestling, well, that's why we wanted to do the show because there's a lot of history with wrestling and me and wrestling and you. And and uh, so bef- before we get into what the show is about, fans, I'm going to go on just a quick little rant here just about what this episode is about. You know how you have TV shows and you have the pilots, you know, kind of get going. This is our episode pilot. The name of the show is not going to be the Edward and Jordan Wrestling Show. Uh, we're just, we just wanted to give everybody a little taste about what the show is going to be, some future episodes. And uh, the show is going to be very informative, a lot of background history. So if you are a big fan of wrestling, this definitely is a show for you. Or if you're new to wrestling, this could probably be some good history for you too. Uh, but with that being said, Ed, I got to go right off the bat and ask you. And, and, and I, I don't know if this is going to be an easy question for you. But during the Monday Night War, were you a WCW guy or were you a WWF guy? Oh, bro, that's so easy. I was always, always, always a WWF guy, right? I don't even know if we're allowed to legally call it that anymore, but I was a fan of what was called at the time WWF. I was, I, I, I went to, I remember Raw is War. You know, I, I, the, I was caught up in it. I, would switch back and forth. Don't get me wrong. I would switch to 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 Monday Nitro, but my heart was always, always, always behind WWF. What about you? Um, I I guess I would argue and say that I'm the WCW guy back in the day. Okay. Uh, because I thought the characters were more interesting. Because wrestling, even at a young age, because we're both thirty one. 3031. So at the time of the Monday Night Wars happened, we were at a ripe age for wrestling, you know. And um, what I loved about WCW was I always knew, even when I first started wrestling, that it was fake, right? But WCW was real because it used the real names. It's still real to me, damn it. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, that was my that was my nine, ten-year-old thought, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash. Lex Luger, like, mm-hmm. okay, Goldberg, you know, like, oh, they're using their real names. But what drawn, but what drew me more to WCW than WWE at the time was, of course, well, we're not going to talk about this in detail, but of course was the NWO. I mean, that was, that was pretty much a fucking gang oh, every yeah. Monday night. And it was, mm-hmm. what are they going to do? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, WWF countered with DX, like Degeneration X. Like me, still to this day, even my even up to my freshman year of college, 
me and my college roommate who I went to high school with, we were buddies, you know, we called ourselves DX. Like I was always the, I was the heartbreak kid. Like I had things that I would do and I don't necessarily want to repeat them, you know, on a show, but like I was that guy. Like it just, I embodied not purposely, not thoughtfully, but it was like I embodied what was DX and Shawn Michaels. And, and my buddy, he was the triple H. So we would actually go around and we, when we were kids, even, even up through, up through being freshman in college, spray paint DX on, <laughs> on, on, on like the rocks and stuff that they were on, that they were on campus. Sure. So yeah, NWO was awesome. I mean, it, it's, it can definitively be defined, I think, as one of, if not at least number two or three of the top stables in the history of professional wrestling. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's like, they're right there with DX and what became of DX degeneration X later with, you know, badass Billy Gunn and Jesse James and, and X-Pac and China, you know, even after Shawn Michaels got hurt and they had to move on because they realized that they had, they had gold on their hands, you know, like that moment when in the tank, when, when the second generation of DX went to Atlanta and invaded Monday Nitro, that was the coolest moment in my life. You know, I'm like, oh my, and I even said the same thing you did. Oh my God, this is real. I, my dad hates wrestling because it's so fake. He even, he, he took my, he took, you know, we didn't have a whole lot growing up, but he took me to go see wrestling shows. <clears throat> I still have to this day, the t-shirt that says raw is Cleveland. Right. Nice. Cause it, he went to, you know, he took me to a Monday night uh, raw in Cleveland. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he even said, and this is just to the point of how much he hated it, was he even said at that show, like I was asking for more T-shirts, more this, more that, more this. And those things are expensive. You know, looking yeah. back now as an adult, like it was just, that's only 25 bucks for a T-shirt. Where at the time my dad's like, 25 bucks? You're lucky I even brought you to this farce of an event, right, is what he said l- loudly. And it's almost like everybody up there in the nosebleeds with us turned to him and turned on him as if he would gone for like the cheap heat. You know what I mean? Like, and it was so, it was just, I remember that moment. I'm like, Oh my God. Well, anyway, the reason I bring that up is because the moment when DX invaded Monday Nitro, I was like, Oh my God, dad, look, it's real. I told you it was real. You didn't believe me. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Like it's, it's, it's a fucking act. But anyway, like that's that's my reasoning why I liked Monday night Monday night uh, Raw was because of the same reasons you had, but like on the other side. You know what? Uh, this is not going to be an NWO uh, DX show, but I will say this one point, and we can move on. Is I will agree with you that DX was better with the second generation, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. What made NWO so good was was the original three: Hogan, Nash, and Hall. Mm-hmm. Once they got Buff Bagwell, and once they got all um, oh god, guy, Jeff uh, Jarrett joined later on, yeah, and then Virgil, and yeah, and then they slipped up and did the you know, and then they did the Wolf Pack, and then Sting, who was Mister WCW, came into the Wolf Pack. But DX, they were good with just Triple H, China, and and Shawn Michaels. But when Shawn Michaels got injured and left. Uh, the second generation was better. So it's kind of flip-flopped. You know, the first generation of NWO was great. The second generation sucked. The first generation of DX was okay. 
But the second generation was awesome because you had badass Billy Gunn, you had Road Dog, Jesse James, you had China, you had Triple H, and you also had X Pac in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was yeah. Nice. But, yeah. yeah. No, but, I, I mean, I hundred percent agree. I mean, it's hard to say whether I can't definitively say one generation of DX was better than the other, and that's kind of why I lean more towards them. Sure. You know, I don't want to argue. I don't necessarily want to argue the point because it would just be like it's a, it's a stupid argument for us to have at this point for me to say that neither of them were better. They were completely different. Yeah, they yeah, were just more different. ballsier. They were more ballsier the second generation. Yeah, yeah. The first generation was more of a more of a high school pranks kind of a thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, let's get into some history here because we're going to talk about WCW. This episode is WCW versus uh, WWE here. Uh, WWE, we'll go back to here. You know, WWE started in 1952, so it's been on for 66 years, and it did not become Titan Sports until 1980. That's when Vince McMahon took over. Mm-hmm. But the WWE has been around since 1952. But that's an interesting point, though. WCW itself, World Championship Wrestling, started in 1988, but there used to be NWA which started in the 1940s. Right, right, right. right. Well, interesting fact. I just found this out tonight before we did the show. The NWA is still around. Well, yeah. It, what happened was is like that National Wrestling Alliance was the premier wrestling organization. That's what gave us Bruno San, Bruno San Martino. That's what gave us early on, like guys like Georgie Animal Steel. And that's what brought us uh, Ric Flair. Ric Flair was an NWA guy, and that's why he was never a, WWE, a WWF guy until later because he was their brand. You know, and all the guys that you can think of were NWA. Jerry Lawler was NWA, even though he was Memphis Wrestling, but that's a different story. NWA was the premier wrestling alliance in the United States. Sure. But in this year, in 2018, the NWA has a new owner. Ed, do you have any idea who the he is a rock star who now owns the NWA? Any idea? Uh, I do not know who currently owns it. I know that I know after WCW it was Jeff Jarrett, and then he turned it into Total Nonstop Action. And mm-hmm. Then him and his wife got divorced, and she got the wrestling organization, and he started a new one. Yes. So right now, the owner of NWA is mm-hmm. Billy Kogan. Billy Corgan is the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins. Really? I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. He is now the owner of, of, of NWA, which I find interesting. But WCW started in uh, started in 1988, and it stopped in 2001. And when I think of WCW, I think of two guys. I think mm-hmm. of Sting, and I think of Ric Flair. That's who I think of. Well, and you got to remember, he the Hulk Hogan had his biggest moments – you know what I mean? Like the longest tenure in, in WCW too. So I don't know why you wouldn't think like Ric Flair or excuse me, why you wouldn't think, think, uh, think Hulk Hogan. Now, before I answer that question, fans, the one thing that you will listen to on our wrestling podcast show here, that's a little bit different than movie guys podcast is movies guys podcast is just simply what it is. We're just three guys who uh, drink beer and uh, we review a movie, but this show is all about opinions and facts. So if you think that Ed and I are going to kill each other, then uh, don't worry, we won't because we're best buddies. But uh, <laughs> but there will be screaming, cussing, and yelling in future episodes. Maybe this one we'll find out. So this is where I argue with you, good sir. Okay. 
Hulk Hogan had a better run in WWE. The only thing that Hulk Hogan ever did that was great in WCW was the NWO, and that was it. And he barely did that because Sting was on the back burner just in case of Hogan fucking flaked, which Eric Bischoff has said that he was famous for fucking doing. I mean, and let me finish my rant here. Hulk Hogan headlined how many WrestleManias? Nine? Eight of them? Nine of them? Uh, Hulk Hogan also did the famous thing in WrestleMania theme where he picked up Andre the Giant and pinned him there. You got mm-hmm. that one there. You had uh, you had say your prayers, take your vitamins, you know, all that shit. Uh, I, I mean, Hulk Hogan was more of an icon and did more things in WWE. The only thing, the one thing he had good for him was NWO and WCW. That was it. Bro, bro he was champ from like 94 to 96. And then he lost the title and, and, and became a bad guy. Like, like he was the, he was the champ. Like when he defected. He was the guy, you know, like he uh, uh, he like I'm just trying to think of like if I remember like he didn't he lose like he he defeated he defeated Vader like, you know, Vader. He had big fights with 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 Vader in WCW. He was supposed I mean, didn't he was did he fight with uh, with Ric Flair? I mean, yeah, yeah. He fought with Ric Flair. Bash at the beach. In his his debut match. Right. Yeah. 1994-95, one of those two years was Bash at the Beach when they had the Ric Flair fight because WrestleMania, uh, it, it was it was WrestleMania. Um, That's right, because it was supposed to happen at WrestleMania, yeah, and and, and Flair was an NWA guy WC in the 80s, and it never happened. That match happened 10 years too late. I remember now. now I remember. Yeah, yeah. But, no, I mean, like, ugh, okay, now, see, this is my frustration comes into play with it because – I mean, like Eric Bischoff has said that he went to Hulk Hogan first and said, hey, I want to do this NWO thing. And Hulk Hogan's like, oh, I don't know, brother. I'll, I'll think about it. So then he goes to Sting. And Sting's like, eh, I'm kind of a WCW guy. I'll do it if Hulk doesn't do it. But I don't want to be the third guy. So mm-hmm. I mean, like, that just, just goes to show you. And the reason why the Hulk Hogan was the champion is because we know now, after all these years, that the past 20 fucking years, that the fucking inmates run the goddamn asylum there. I mean, Kevin Nash in 1999 and 2000 was the booker. Mm-hmm. Kevin Nash was, he was booking for WCW, Kevin Nash was, mm-hmm. when he defeated Goldberg at Starcade with the stun gun match. I mean, like, of course he was going to put himself over. So no wonder why Hulk Hogan was the fucking champion for a year and a half, two years, because I'm Hulk Hogan. I have a big dick. Fuck you. <laughs> It's bullshit. Well, if I if I remember if I remember right, and this is where I think you're a little bit off, is if and again we're we weren't there. We're just taking secondary stories and yeah. relaying them. <clears throat> if I remember right, it was always supposed to be Hogan. They had Bischoff, um, had Sting, Lex Luger, and Randy Savage like in the background just in case. Like it was like the three of them had agreed to do it if Hogan hadn't decided yes. And they didn't know up until the match what, what was going to happen. And even and even during the match, Nash and Scott Hall didn't know it was going to happen. No. Like, no, they were in – Wrong. I'm, 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 90, I'm 99% certain that they didn't even know. And as soon as Hogan dropped the leg drop, that's mm-hmm. when they knew, and they knew that, the sto- that the, what was written was going to be continued. Absolutely not. Um, no, 
That's not what happened at all. Uh, what I was saying <laughs> earlier is what happened. I'm not going to plug other shows. I will not plug other shows. But we talked about it in preparing for our show. There's a great wrestling shows. Eric Bischoff is on a show right now that he does. And that source came from his mouth. That is how it happened. So, okay. I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering it. I'm not, I, I don't want to, I mean, you know what I mean? I just, I may be misremembering it, but I'm, I'm, I'm no, no, pretty yeah. certain that that's how it happened. No. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm Bischoff has even said that was the plan is he went to Hogan first. Hogan was filming a fucking movie. I think it was one of those three ninja movies or whatever oh, he was God. in. And, uh, and he was like, do you want to do this? And, and Hulk Hogan even flew Eric Bischoff off. I'm sorry, Hulk Hogan flew Eric Bischoff out to uh, Hollywood to have a meeting with him. They were drinking beers, smoking cigars, talking about it. Hogan doesn't know if he wanted to be a heel, blah, 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 blah. All that ensued, and we get what we get. But again, we're talking about NWO. We can't do it. But let's talk about something else completely. Let's talk about Monday Night Raw versus uh, uh, Nitro here. Uh, now, of course, Monday Night Raw starts on January 11th in 1993, one day before my birthday, which is January 12th, and it has been on ever since. But mm-hmm. Nitro started uh, actually in September of 1995, so just about two years after Raw. Um, and if you remember that pre that premiere episode of Nitro, Lex that's Luger. when Raw, yeah, when Raw was still taped, and Lex Luger was on Monday Night Raw. And then was all of a sudden live on Monday Nitro. I can't recall that. I don't, I mean, I uh, know Luger or, came I'm in. sorry. He was on their pay-per-view Sunday night. I'm sorry. He was on their pay-per-view Sunday night. Well, that doesn't make any sense, though, because pay-per-views are live. The show Raw might have been taped, but the pay-per-views mm. were always live. That's I don't, I, I, I'm, again, I'm misremembering it. Maybe I'm misremembering it. But I'm almost certain you'll have to go back and and and, and watch yeah. like the Monday Night Wars. But I'm, I'm I'm I would bet money that he was either on Monday Night Raw or was on their pay per view. Do you know right? where the location of the first Nitro was? Where it was held at? Uh, it was in some casino or something. No, no, it was it was in Minneapolis. It was in the Mall of America. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And do you remember what the match was when Luger came out at the end of Nitro? It was probably a Sting match. Sting versus Flair. Okay, there you go. Yeah. So, question for you, and I know you're going to tiptoe around the other way, but uh, Monday Night uh, Monday Nitro or Monday Night Raw? Which one had a better name? Oh, well, at the time, it was Raw is War. But, I mean, Monday Night Raw is the absolute better name. Why? Because Raw is war, right? right? So, like, I mean, it's just, what, what is the name? Like, the name SmackDown came later, and then they had T, uh, Thursday Night Thunder, whatever. We'll talk about but, that in a second. I got that here, too. You know, but I, I, I remember, like, what I remember is, you know, Monday Nitro is a, is a, is a just a, it's a cool name. It's not a terrible name. But if I, you know, like, if I, if I have to pick, I mean, I'm, I'm Monday Night Raw. I mean, Raw is war. And it was two, it was two shows. First, it was Raw. Monday Night Raw was the first hour. And then Monday Night War was the second hour. Now, again, I'm I'm sorry, but I guess I'm going to be the dick in this. You are right. It was the first hour was Monday Night Raw. The second hour was War Zone. Okay, well, whatever. That's what they called it. And that's when they had more of Steve Austin stuff. I'm actually on the side of Monday Nitro. (laughs) 
I'm looking at the logos right here, right now, side by side. I think that Nitro had a better logo. Um, I think the name sounds cooler. Monday Night Raw just seems dirty. You know what I mean? Like, and the reason why I say that is because my wife, who hates wrestling more than anything, um, is like raw. Like that just sounds terrible. Why do I want to watch that? Nitro seems more inviting to more of an overall general audience. I feel. Well, that's. I, I mean, that, I really don't care about that. It's like what's what's what what draws wrestlers or wrestling fans to want to watch it. You know, Monday Nitro, like you said, is a generic name. I mean, it's not a terrible name, but it's not a. It, you know what I mean? It's not like if you didn't know that it was a wrestling show, you wouldn't know that it's a wrestling show. Monday Nitro, right? Okay. Like they have fucking must see TV on NBC, you know what? It could have been the same thing, or whatever the hell it was. The comedy Monday, whatever the fuck they call it. The TGIF, like, and all that. Yeah, shit. that's it. TGIF. Yeah. So Raw is war. Is like Monday Night Raw. It's 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 raw. We're gonna have rep. We're gonna wrestle. We're gonna kick each other's ass. And then War Zone. It's a War Zone. You know Monday Night. You know Monday nights are for. Are, are raw and it's a war zone. Sure, but at the time though, before a Monday night, raw is war because that's raw is war started during the attitude era. But pre attitude era, you had Monday night raw and you had Monday nitro. And I just, I just kind of like the nitro um, uh, talk about it. However, though, let's talk about Thunder and SmackDown real quick. Uh, I absolutely despise the name Thunder. That doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I think SmackDown is a better name when it comes to the two Thursday shows at the time. Yeah, and I mean, they just, it was a, the, the Rock was the biggest guy in the world. You know what I mean? He still kind of is. You know, we talked about that on our other show. Yeah. But they named the show after him. Yeah, got to lay up the SmackDown. This right, like yeah. that's what the, that's where they named it. I mean, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact moment when they came up with it, but like I can that they're gonna lay the SmackDown. Like, and that also that's a that's a that's a wrestling name. It's a well, deep deep wrestling name, SmackDown. Now, see, now this is interesting, though. Now, this is an interesting fact. So, Thunder started on TBS because, and this is interesting too. Back when all back when it was Monday Nitro and Monday Night Raw, Monday Night Raw was on USA and uh, TNT was Nitro, mm-hmm. but Thunder was on TBS, right? Mm-hmm. Thunder started in 1998. SmackDown didn't start until 1999. Well, that they had to have a Thursday show. They had to, you know what I mean? Like they had. Well, the- they didn't want to. They didn't want to. See, one of the interesting things is that Thunder's colors are white, black, and baby blue. SmackDown's colors are white, black, and baby blue. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, they did Thunder because they wanted more show because I mean, that came out in January January 8th of 1998 is when Thunder first aired. Well, you, you got to remember, at that time was when WCW was beating WWF. Exactly. So Vince McMahon was – right. You know, Vince McMahon was in reactionary mode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So he had to mirror – he did what he always does as a businessman. He mirrored what his competition was doing and then did better than his competition. I would agree on that point. I would agree because, uh, like I said before, Thunder is an absolute terrible name. Uh, even when I was a kid, I uh, around that time in 98, I would be uh, 
I would be 11 years old. I was watching SmackDown in 1999 when I was 12 more than anything then. Uh, mm-hmm. It just it just wasn't – Thunder was just not at all what it, what it was. But also, though, let's talk about pay-per-views real quick. Um, at the time, before – now, of course, now it's a little bit different. But at the time, I thought that um, – I thought that uh, WCW had a better overall theme pay-per-view month. And what I mean by that is that I actually like the titles more. And uh, not all the time, because I just watched today, I watched uh, Super Brawl 7. Mm-hmm. And it looked like an ECW arena. It was absolutely horrendous. Well, I mean, I, I agree with that point, because WWE, or WWF at the time, they had the big ones. They had Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, uh Obviously, WrestleMania, but SummerSlam. every SummerSlam, yeah. But everything else, they just it was just WWE in your house. Yes, yeah. yes. Do you remember the entrance display of in your house? It yeah, was it was a house. It was a yeah, house. It was, it was a suburban <laughs> house. Yeah, it was a house with a fence, and yeah. and you had you had Triple H in a pig pen match <laughs> with uh, we had Triple H in a pig pen match in the in this guy's front yard of the the, the entrance space you know what oh, i mean yeah. it was just like he he was he was rolling around in pig shit <laughs> and right in somebody's front lawn but okay so let's let's talk about the pay-per-view so in march you had wrestlemania which makes no sense to me and i just kind of give up because it's like at the end of the season or the end of the year you mm-hmm. have your big pay-per-view wrestlemania starts in march or the beginning of april it, depending mm-hmm. on when I found that weird. Starcade was WCW's WrestleMania, and that was always December. To me, that made sense. I hate the name Starcade. I don't understand what that it, is. It is what it is. Yeah, I mean, well, that's like, and you're you're right. That, that's the beginning of the end of WWE's season. Is 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 March. WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. It's WrestleMania. I don't know what the significance is. It might. I don't. I don't know why they chose it. I don't know. Maybe it was just. The first one was held in March or April or something at Trump Plaza or something. So they, they just continued that tradition. I don't know why they picked then, but it does. It ends their year. And, you know, it's their Daytona 500. Yeah. It's, it's their so Super Bowl. Yeah. It's their, it's their, you know, it's, it's their championship event. It's the key. So, yeah, it ends and begins their season. Yes. But, of course, WrestleMania 1 was in Madison Square Garden. Um uh, but uh, you have in the summer, in June, you have Bash at the Beach. What a great title. And then in August, WWEF's, uh, F's, well, let's just get WWE just for the sake of argument. WWE's mm-hmm. pay-per-view was uh, SummerSlam in August. Mm-hmm. I think Bash at the Beach had a better title for their summer pay-per-view. I think that's well, better. I mean, either way, like SummerSlam is like, again, it's the same concept. It's... It's more wrestling oriented, orientated. You know, a bash at the beach, which we know is a is a is a big time summer blockbuster pay per view for WCW. Yeah. It's a matter of fact, it's where NWO was created was Bash at the Beach, nineteen ninety six. But it doesn't it doesn't mean it's a wrestling event. You know what I mean? Like it's just I've had a bash at the beach when I was there drunk. Sure, you know, but I had, it was a bash. It was a party. Sure, WrestleMania. But, yeah, it's but, wrestling. We're gonna wrestle, boys. It's we're WrestleMania. Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. I mean, but 
but but you had some other uh, WCW names. You had you had Super Brawl. You mm-hmm. had Fall Brawl. Mm-hmm. You had the Great American Bash. Yeah. I mean, those are great names. My favorite pay-per-view has always been Halloween Havoc. What a great fucking title that is. Oh, yeah. I, I, I completely agree with that one. So much better than fucking Hell in a Cell. I, you know what? Hell in a Cell was always my favorite matches growing up. And you would think that I would be so excited for a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. But they suck now because they're fucking PG. And it's not as hardcore as it was when we were growing up and it's it's, Uh, telling the cells it's not cool anymore yeah like they like like uh fall brawl was a great halloween habit slamboree they did have slamboree yeah world World war three now world war three arcade spring stampede let's actually talk about world war three just real quick what an interesting idea to have three rings next to each other oh yeah and have every single wrestler in there at once. Now this now World War Three was their attempt at a Royal Rumble. And for people that don't know what a Royal Rumble is, is that you have thirty superstars to start the match, and then every two minutes a new person enters. Mm-hmm. With World War Three, they had not one ring but three rings next to each other, and every superstar was out there. Every wrestler was out there. Just to correct you, just to correct you, by the way, just because you like to do, you like to do with me, it's 60 men. Is it 60 men from World War III? It's 60 men. uh, And you're right about everything else. It's 60 guys, three rings. Everybody comes out. You know, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's awesome. It's for the heavyweight title. Yeah, Yeah. same rules apply. You have to be thrown off the top rope. That was their November Mm pay-per-view. And then December was Starcade. So if you won World War Three, then you got to face the champion. Um, I know what you're saying that Royal Rumble is a great wrestling t- term, but World War Three, that at a young ten year old Jordan, that caught my attention. Hook, line, and sinker, right there. Well, right? if if I remember right, and this is just to correct you, I th- I'm. The the last two, it may have been more, I don't remember, but I know like in 97 and 98, the winner won the title, won the strap. No. no. I'm 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 I would bet you money because I remember I remember I remember in ninety I remember ninety-eight, and you might have to Google this. I remember ninety-eight, Kevin Nash beat Kevin Nash won, he eliminated Lex Luger and won the world title. And fucking, uh, at, at, oh, God, what was it? Just Scott Hall eliminated the Giant in 97 and won the strap. Okay. So when you say strap, I'm assuming you mean the big gold belt, right? The world the world title, yeah. Okay, great. So uh, in World War Three in 1998, uh, Kevin Nash won World War Three because he was booking at that time. And in Starcade 1998, that's when Kevin Nash was going against Goldberg, who was the world heavyweight champion at the time. And be Goldberg's first loss in a stun gun match against Kevin Nash. So that's how it was in 1998. Now in 97, 96, I don't know. It could have been here, different. Here, here I just I just looked it up. Uh, 95, the first one. Uh, Randy Savage. Randy Savage won and uh, won the vacant WCW title. He won 90, the yeah, right. 96. It was not for the strap. Uh, it was. It doesn't look like it was. It, Ninety six was not for the strap, but there was no. 
match for the title in 96. Okay. Um, in 97, yes, Scott Hall eliminated the Giant for the WCW uh, – oh, I'm sorry, he, for the number one contenders, for number one contenders. Uh, and then uh, and then, D, and then DDP at 98 – or excuse 98. me. Yeah, no, no, uh, Kevin Nash. Kevin, Yeah, okay, so Kevin Nash – yeah, you're right. You were right. I'm sorry. Kevin Nash uh, won a – got first, first – uh, number one contender and uh ddp beat brett hart for the for the strap at that match now see now that is where i will agree that wwe is better because again i go to somebody look like you know that that who's my wife who just absolutely hates it and her first retchley match ever was the royal rumble this year Mm -hmm. and i said i said watch the watch the royal rumble with me she goes why is this such a big deal Cause it's like, it follows a pattern. The Royal Rumble every January, the winner is the number one contender for the championship, mm-hmm. for either the SmackDown champ, well, either for the WWE or for Universal now. But let's just split hairs and whatever, right? Right. That's the way it always has been, right? Mm-hmm. What's fucked up about WCW though, Ed? Is that one year it's a vacant title, one year it's this, one year it's that. It's like it's nothing to look forward to. Well, and 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 the thing about you gotta remember is like Eric Bischoff, although during the Monday Night Wars ended up creating a different brand of, of wrestling and it won. Mm-hmm. WCW for the most part has, although their character's not been gimmicky, they've had, especially in the Vince Russo era especially in the Vince Russo era, it was all gimmicks for the strap. Like they had, if you remember the last six months of WCW, they had 15 fucking different world champs. That's fucking ridiculous. In six months. Like they were like Vince, even one point Vince Russo was, was, was the champ. Cause Goldberg speared him out of the, the steel cage in a match against Booker T and he won the title. Why does Look, why why does Vince Russo get so much hate? Well, because he didn't know he he talked himself into a job, and over, he just so happened to be the guy that was calling the shots under Vince McMahon during what became the Attitude Era. Took all the credit for the Attitude Era, and then when he left to go to WCW, destroyed the whole thing. Like it, Vince Russo was so terrible at being a creative guy that people think Vince McMahon planted him in WCW to destroy them. You know what I mean? Like, so maybe he wasn't that bad and maybe Vince did plan him and he just purposely was bad. But from the moment Vince Russo stepped on to the WCW stage, when he was the powers that be, right? He had no idea what the hell he was doing. Maybe he was a you know he he, he was a he was a magazine writer who got into a Vince an, an argument with Vince about how your show sucks and that's why you're losing and convinced convinced Vince McMahon to be the head of creative, mm-hmm. right? And maybe he maybe he did all that maybe he created the Attitude Era you know we'll never know because Vince McMahon always takes the credit for whatever happens in his company which it's his company, it's his prerogative, he's allowed to do that. And then we know that Vince Russo went to WCW after Bischoff and ruined the whole place. 
Maybe. Maybe. I mean, like, I, I would argue that WCW was already one foot out the door at that point in time. I mean, Vince Russo definitely did something great for the Attitude Era because Vince McMahon has made mistakes before in the past. Who hasn't? But the man is fucking intelligent when it comes to his brand and his type of entertainment. And he would not put anybody in the position that didn't have or deserve the talent or deserve to do it. So I think Vince Russo had talent. I think the problem is when he got to WCW, they were like, oh, my God, you're the guy that created Stone Cold Steve Austin. You're the guy who did this, who did that. Please, we're, we are on our knees. Put your cock in our mouth. Let's go. <coughs> and well, they got the, he, just, he, just had, he just had the floodgates open, and he fucked up. That's what I think. Well, a lot of what happened was is that Eric Bischoff, in order to get those guys over from WWF, mm-hmm. gave them huge guaranteed contracts yeah, and creative control. Well, when it was working, when Eric Bischoff was running the show, he knew that all these guys had creative control and was letting them do their thing, but in a broader term. Like, he he had them reined in to tell the story he wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. When Vince Russo took over and says, I'm in charge of the creative here, mm-hmm. all these guys, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, uh, Hogan, all those – you know, fucking Randy Savage, all those big name guys who, you know, were were the ones who built the place said, "Uh uh-uh, I have creative control. I'm going to do what I want to do. That's even evident, like at the end, when, even when they, when Vince Russo and Eric Bischoff sort of started working together a little bit, when right before Bischoff tried to buy WCW, when they had Jeff Jarrett just lay down in the middle of a match, like at the beginning of a match. Against against Hogan. Yeah, for the strap against Hulk Hogan. And, like, Hulk Hogan took the mic and was like, that's why your company's falling apart is because you do shit like this. Like, Vince Russo had no idea what how to how to control these guys. I don't think that. I think I think it was not Russo's. I don't think it, the whole thing was on Russo. Uh, again, like I said at the beginning of the show here, uh, I, I think WCW was the inmates running the asylum. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have, you have big egos with hall nash and, and hogan and they just came in i mean we all knew i mean i mean hindsight is the way it is but i mean like if of course okay let's just let's go to something else that we love real quick let's talk about football right mm-hmm. if you are the dallas cowboys and you have on your team aaron Rodgers, tom brady uh ezekiel elliott you know just like top name guys right mm-hmm those guys are going to fizzle out in five, six years because they're old, right? So, of course, you're going to be great starting out because you have the greatest guys ever doing it. Hence, Randy Savage, Hogan, Nash Hall. By 98, 99, these guys were washed up anyway. But what WWE did was The Rock, Triple H, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Kane. I mean... The one thing that I will give you about WWE compared to WCW is that WWE had better storylines. I mean, The Undertaker and his brother Kane, what a great storyline, and that'll probably be a whole episode in the future. Great fucking storyline. WCW didn't have any storylines. It was their storyline every fucking week on Nitro was, who's going to be the new member of NWO? That was it. (laughs) Yeah, they revealed like a new member like every week. That was all it it was. And nobody get nobody cared after like a month, because it, it ended up being guys like Virgil, like like Kurt Henning, 
like like yeah like yeah (laughs) and buff bagwell was a great performer i remember you know he was one of the guys that was like anti-nwo it was like they had the sides you know and then buff bagwell he they made him join nwo and he ended up with like half the half the product or half the the talent excuse me being in nwo and it just like it didn't make sense anymore well, you see, the thing that sucks is that Bischoff said that his vision, now either this is bullshit or this is legit, we don't know, but Bischoff said that his original idea was to create the NWO, let them take over, and then eventually have two programs. Like Thunder, the original idea of Thunder was supposed to be an NWO-only show with only NWO people against NWO people their own fucking titles and they would come together in a pay-per-view kind of like the brand split we have now just Mm -hmm. monday nitro would be wcw and thunder would have been nwo that's retarded (laughs) well that's what the brand split is now what's the fucking difference the brand split is now is because they have too much talent (laughs) they have too many guys that they have to get on tv because they're paying them all this money and these guys need to all go out and sell merchandise but they the can't. Goddamn thing. You can't it, say it's retarded if it's the same thing. It is retarded because guys in the NWO are like NWO is a stable. Okay, it's it's DX. It's the Four Horsemen. It's fucking Legion of Doom. It's a stable, right? Like it's it's four to five guys, the corporation that get together as a storyline to take on whomever they need to take on. Right? DX was the they bucked the system. You know, uh, fucking the four horsemen were four of the greatest wrestlers of, of their time getting together and like helping each other out. Uh, the NWO was they were they were taking over. They were the virus. They were the cancer that destroyed to destroy WCW. But you to have them fight each other and within each other as their own show. That's retarded. That defeats all purpose. Like the reason you have a SmackDown roster and a Raw roster now is because they have too many guys. Way too many guys. Well, they had too many guys in the NWO. I mean, I mean, I mean, like half the fucking yeah, that, room was NWO. That was that was retarded too. Well, I'm not saying that wasn't retarded, but I'm saying though, it's still though, at the end of the day, it's the same goddamn thing. It's a brand split. Eric Eric Bischoff wanted to do a brand split. It's the same thing. That was well. That's why Vince McMahon never did anything like that because Vince McMahon is a better at wrestling and better understanding of wrestling than, than Eric Bischoff ever will be or ever was. I will, I will totally agree with you on that one statement right there. We may argue and scream at each other in the future, but, or even now, but Vince McMahon knows what the fuck he's doing because of what he has done. If he didn't know what the fuck he was doing, he wouldn't be doing it now. And Eric Bischoff will be running it. Right. Totally fucking agree. But my point though, is that if Eric Bischoff wanted to do a brand split, that's an interesting idea. Now, the way he went about it is probably fucking stupid. But at the end of the day, though, he still wanted to do a fucking brand split, which is what we are mm-hmm. right now. Right now, it's fucking stupid. We have a universal champion and a WWE champion. Like, no, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck, this, fuck this universal champion. Why can't we just have, like it was in the mid-2000s, have an undisputed champion who goes in between two shows? Why? Do we have to have two fucking championships? Because Brock Lesnar, the universal champion, is just stupid. I hate that fucking universal title oh. bullshit. I hate it. I I hate, yes. I I absolutely dislike 
where the WWE is right now. I don't just like where it is. I don't like the titles. I mean, well, I mean, we can argue about that if you want, but I mean, the ti- I, the titles are the titles. I mean, they're they're stupid names. They, oh, why yeah. in the world they have a fucking? A, I mean, I understand why they have a Raw title and a and a, and a you know a SmackDown title because plus they're realistically they're their own. They're the only dogs in 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 the kennel right now. I understand that, but 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 you just made a statement that I'm going to argue with you is that the titles are stupid. No, I mean like. The only title that's stupid, in my opinion, is the fucking universal title. Because it's supposed to be the World Heavyweight Championship, quote unquote. But I mean the but the United States title, that's fine. Have that on SmackDown because because Vince McMahon doesn't think the United States title is as big as the Intercontinental title. So whatever. But mm-hmm. on SmackDown right now, you got the WWE title, you got the United States title, you got the SmackDown women's title, and you got the SmackDown tag. And then on Raw, you got you got you got fucking Universal. You got Intercontinental, you got Raw Tag, and you got Raw Women, which is fine. It's just you, what they need to do is what they did in the mid-2000s, have an undisputed World Heavyweight Champion. When that champion is the champion, then that champion's job is to go for each show and be fought against. I mean, that's just, that's just what it should be. But... Like nobody's going to go against Brock Lesnar. That's just stupid. Besides well, Braun Strowman, come on. Well, that's like what I'm. That's what I'm saying. That's I mean, listen. I I love WWE. I absolutely do. I think they're in a they're in a myopic state right now. They they know that they're the only dogs. You know, they're the only they're the only dogs in the kennel, and they think that they can pretty much. And I don't think that uh, maybe they don't think it, but it's they're. They're presenting bland wrestling and retired storylines, what or you know regurgitated storylines for their top for their top guys. You know what I mean? Like there's great wrestling going on. Like NXT's got a lot of cool stuff going on. Um, you know what I mean? And and at the lower levels, like for the Intercontinental Title, they've got great they've got great matches. But for the for the Universal Title. It's Brock Lesnar just randomly suplexing guys once every three months. Yeah. Well, that and is stupid. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's well, he's going to be gone. SummerSlam, he's done. We know he's done at SummerSlam. Paul Heyman and him have broke up. And Roman Reigns is going to be the Universal Champion for no fucking reason. But that's uh, a... Yeah, it should not be him. It, there are there are a dozen guys who deserve a legit shot. They've just they put Roman Reigns over because just because they can. No, it's because it's, that's what Vince McMahon wants, and also his cousin is. Isn't he a cousin to The Rock? Yeah, his yes, his the he's The Rock's cousin. But like, yeah, it's what Vince McMahon wants. Vince McMahon likes guys like Roman, right? Because Roman will go out and work. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Roman goes out and does whatever he's told to do. He just doesn't put on a good show anymore. He, he you know what I mean? A good show. I don't. I mean, I I can agree with that. I don't think he puts on a good show. I think his his matches are just as as regurgitated as as as, as Brock Lesnar. Same no, with Bobby Bobby Lashley. Like, okay, you brought back Bobby Lashley back. You give him a run, whatever. But like, Bobby Lashley was nobody fucking ten years ago when he was the ECW champ when they when they made an ECW brand. Like he was nobody cared about him. And then he goes away and travels the world and goes work for Jeff Jarrett at TNA for a while and is their champ. And now all of a sudden they bring him back. Like, I don't care about Bobby Lashley. I don't care about Roman Reigns. 
I don't care about Brock Lesnar. I, I you know, I don't care. The guys that they're pushing over, you know, I, I, I don't care about. No, I totally agree with you. And also Bobby Lashley now is feuding with Elias. So it's like. Yeah, why? Come the fuck on. Like Bobby why? Lashley had 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 a pay-per-view and a half with fucking Roman Reigns and now he's going against Elias. It's like, all right. What? Yeah. I'm done. Like I mean maybe, maybe the only good part to that is that maybe it puts it pushes Elias over cuz I like Elias a lot. I like his character. I like the way he wrestles. Yeah. You know, I I like him a lot. I I hope that pushes him over the edge. I hope and, so. You know, puts Bobby Lashley back in, in, in the spot where he should be, which is, you know, once or twice a month on Raw mm-hmm. comes out. Maybe you give him a shot at an at an intercontinental title or something every you know, a, once or once a year. Yeah. Something like that. Like that's all Bobby Lashley is. Sure. Well, you know what, Ed, I, I, I can you know what? I, I don't mean to cut it short, but you know what? Uh, I, I could talk to you for six hours about wrestling. Yeah, um, we could. So everybody out there, the movie guys verse, that's why we decided to do this show. Uh, Ed and I are really big wrestling fans. Uh, we've always been. We always talk about wrestling together. So we figured, hey, you know what? We might as well do a show about it. Uh, but what you are going to expect from our show here, everybody, is we are not going to be talking about in great detail about the newest stuff. Sometimes you'll get that. But we're going to be talking about retrospective stuff. Sometimes we'll have an episode that's dedicated just to a wrestler. And from their beginnings to their middle to the end, we'll be talking about pay-per-views, individual pay-per-views, and review the matches about those pay-per-views. Also, we're talking about the NWO, the DX, you know, all those other stuff we'll talk about in great detail. Every episode's title is the subject that we'll be talking about and nothing else. So if you click on an NWO episode, the whole thing is about NWO. So just to give you guys an idea about what's going on in the future. Uh, But with that being said, like always, Ed, you know, when we close out our shows at Movie Guys Podcast, you can check out this show and many others at MovieGuysPodcast.com. At MovieGuysPodcast.Podbean.com. You can go to YouTube forward slash movie guys podcast on Twitter at movie guys pod on Spotify movie guys podcast on iTunes movie guys podcast and also on iHeartRadio movie guys podcast you can find this show you can also find movie guys podcast and for your distraction uh, on the awesome website at movieguyspodcast.com so make sure to check that out Ed you are a son of a bitch I love you <laughs> I just like to go for that cheap heat, bro right All right, guys. We'll talk to everybody later. We'll talk to you later, Ed. Have a good night. You too, brother.